Welcome to the In Your 20s podcast, where we figure out what the f- we're doing in our 20s. Hey, 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 it's your girl Tina with an H, and welcome back to another episode of In Your 20s. All my reality TV fans, where are you? Where you at? I hope that you're here and you're seated, or maybe not seated. Maybe you're walking while you're listening to this episode. Maybe you're commuting. Who knows? But I hope you're just as excited as I am for today's episode because today on the show, I am joined by Natalie Cabo and Raquel Daniels from 20-somethings on Netflix. If you're not familiar with the show 20-somethings, it came out at the end of last year where it's following about eight people in their 20s as they move to a new city, Austin, Texas, and they're trying to navigate their 20s, which is, I had heard about the show, but I wasn't sure if I was going to watch it or not. And my friend said to me, Tina, you've definitely got to watch it. I binged the show in, I think, two days. It was awesome and really gives a new perspective on reality TV. And it's super authentic. So I was very, very hyped when Natalie and Raquel agreed to come on the show. Throughout the episode, we talk about what it was like to grow up with strict parents and what their parents thought when they told them that they were going to go on a TV show. The expectations versus the reality of filming, especially when... No one in the house had any type of TV background, had never been on a show before. And I asked you guys on Instagram to submit your questions, and we actually got through so many of your fan questions. So that's at the end. You guys are, y'all, don't ever say I didn't do anything nice for you because I got y'all some tea, okay? Natalie and Roxy are absolute gems, so sweet if not even sweeter than they appear on the show. And that's saying something for all the 20-somethings fans out there. I'm so thankful that they were willing to come on the show. And I'm so thankful for you guys for submitting questions. This episode is going to be a goodie. So sit back, relax, take out your popcorn, and let's get into it. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Tina, with an H, back with another episode of In Your 20s. Today's guest is not one, but two, and it's very fitting to have them on the pod. They are two of the cast members from the show, 20-somethings, on Netflix. Today, we have virtually in the studio, Roxy Daniels and Natalie Cabo. Hey, gals, how are we? Hi, Tina. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Hi, Tina. Thank you so much. So happy. When you guys agreed to come on, I'm not going to lie, I texted my friend and said, oh my gosh, we did it! She was the one who told me to watch the show because I was just like in quarantine, didn't know what to do. She goes, Tina, I think you'd really enjoy this show. And after three episodes, I said, girl, you know me so well. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God, I love hearing that. I love that. That's so great. It was great. And so to get us started, for those who might not have watched the show or to re-familiarize fans of the show, Roxy, we'll start with you. How old are you? And what's a random fun fact you've learned in your 20s thus far? Okay, guys. So hi, I'm Raquel Roxy Daniels. I just turned 26 in December. So this spicy Sagittarius just learned that she can actually paddleboard, which is pretty cool. Didn't think I'd ever be on a lake, so there's that. Oh, so That's we fun. checked off two things off the bucket list. Lake and paddleboarding. Boom. Two for one. Two birds, one stone. One stone, two birds, whatever the saying is. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> it took Thank me a you. <laughs> and Natalie, how about you? How old are you? And what's a random fun fact you've learned in your 20s? Well, I want to actually address Roxy's point because she was being super humble 
Not only did she learn how to paddleboard, she did a handstand on the paddleboard. And I was there to witness it. It was amazing. Like literally total badass. It was epic. So that was probably never going to happen again, but I'm glad someone was there to see it. Are you Amazing. sure that wasn't your first time on a paddleboard? First time. I'm from Florida. We don't do lakes. There's gators. You know what I'm saying? Bro? We're yeah, that's true. Very true. Okay. Props <laughs> to you because I'm over here baffled. I, my ass can't even swim and I can't, do a, <laughs> I can't do a handstand either. I was shocked. Now what's yours? Okay. So yeah, I'm 26 as well, like Roxy. And a fun fact I learned in my twenties is that I cannot do my own hair. I've had so many episodes where I'm just like, I have anxiety and I decide to cut myself bangs and they come out lopsided. Like, it's like, I've literally bleached my hair and dyed it green. Like, I, I've just like, whenever I'm going through something or I have anxiety, like, do not touch the hair. So that's my fun fact. <laughs> Don't. Go to professional. Go to professionals. So You're like, okay, there are other ways that I can deal with all the shit that's going on. Literally, yeah. Yeah. Well, for both, there's a lot of things that I want to cover. So for those who might not know about 20-somethings Austin, it was eight of you total, correct? Yes. Eight of you living together in Austin, Texas. None of you knew each other. Two houses, one for the guys, one for the girls. How did it feel when you first walked into the house? Did you have nerves? Did you have jitters going into it? <laughs> I'll go first because I guess I was the first one coming to the house. Um, I was not expecting, like, I honestly, I came without knowing who was going to be in the house. So when I first saw Roxy, actually, my mind just, like, was in shock because I'm like, I'm literally going to be living with an actual goddess. Like, I was not expecting these people to be, like, such amazing people. I just thought we were all going to be, you know, like, cool, you know, people next door. But I'm like, all everyone I met was so amazing that... I guess I wasn't expecting to have like hot, talented, kind neighbors. So, yeah. <laughs> it does help to have eye candy. Yeah, 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 definitely. Imagine living with Natalie downstairs, getting out of the shower every day, like freshly washed hair. I'm like, <laughs> yay. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. Um, that moment coming into this situation was nerve-wracking I was super nervous um getting in the car like on the way there wasn't nervous until like we got in the car to drive up and then when I saw Natalie and she had on yellow that's such like a bold and bright color to wear the first time meeting a group of people and I immediately thought of Oshun I was like okay this she's giving she's giving it's giving confidence it's giving sexy it's getting beautiful and vibrant and then I was like I don't know why but I feel like I'm gonna be really really close to her and then it turned out we were both from Florida so it was like literally instant connection and that set the tone for like meeting the rest of the roommates because we had formed such like a a cute fun bond off the rip that I was like okay this is gonna be a great experience like there's no way this is the first person I'm meeting so yeah it's pretty freaking cool and that's so important whenever you're going into a new situation you need to find someone that your personalities mesh well with that you can say, all right, we might not know each other fully, at least not yet, but as long as I can lean on you and you can lean on me. And sometimes that's even an unspoken bond where you're like, all right, that's going to be my person. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I would have been so much more nervous if like anyone, else, you know, if, like, if I didn't get that like comfort with proxy from the beginning, because that helped calm my nerves so much because you're meeting strangers. Like there could have been some wackos in the house, like some crazy, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we didn't know. <laughs> so <laughs> as someone who has heard and has not necessarily experienced, but I mean, depending on who you ask, there can be some lack of roommates and you're like, oh gosh, oh, I got to yeah. get out of this fast. Right. Before getting into the house, you both grew up with pretty strict parents and a strict upbringing. So Natalie, we can start with you. How strict are we talking here? <laughs> so it's funny because all my life, like I didn't realize it was that strict, I guess, because of like cultural context, like, you know, depending on cultures and all that. But I know speaking about my experience, I feel like people are shocked to hear how strict my parents were. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely. My dad was is very much of like a private, protective person. So I he's gone to extreme measures because, you know, he loves me and he wants to protect me to, I guess, um, you know, keep me safe and keep me in a situation where I wouldn't like need someone to save me, if that makes sense. So we're talking pretty strict. We're talking like cameras in the house. I know you, that was said in the show. Um, a lot of like monitoring of like, who are you hanging out with? Who are you spending your time with kind of thing? And so, yeah, I, I was, I was raised in a bubble. I even went to like Christian school. Like everything was very like in a bubble for me. So. So leaving home must've been a breath of fresh hair. Cause that was fresh fresh hair, a breath of fresh <laughs> air, because that was your first time kind of living outside of home, right? So I actually went to school for two years in North Carolina, which was like, I had to like, literally, this is so TMI, but literally like do a PowerPoint presentation and write a whole essay to my dad, why I wanted to leave. Like, I'm pretty sure I have that somewhere in my Google drive or something. I don't even know, but, um, I had to convince him and I had a full scholarship to go which is why he was like, okay, you know what? Like I, I, I have to let her go. But in college, I was so focused in like, you know, like doing good grades, taking advantage of my scholarship, like being able to like graduate with high, you know, high honors and all that, that I was never really allowed to explore myself as a personal, as a, as an individual, it was more about academics and all that. So this was my actual first time leaving home and being like, I'm leaving to pursue things that I want to do in my life. I'm leaving to be independent, to date, to do all these things that I've always put in the back burner. Yeah. And that's the thing when you're in your parents' house, it's even though, you know, your parents love you so much and I even feel the same way. It's like, I just feel Mm -hmm. so restricted that I can't actually do the things that I want to do. Or for example, with me, whenever I go home, my parents live very close to Philadelphia and I have a bunch of friends who live there. So whenever I want to go hang out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be there for two days. You're, you're going to be there for two days, but you yes. can't to see us. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Same. Yeah. I'm trying to do both. I'm trying to do both. <laughs> but it's, if it's more than 24 hours, it's a problem. It was yep. when I was a kid still is. And I'm 23, almost 24 now. And Raquel, for you, how was it kind of leaving home and moving over to Austin? How did your parents react or how did your family react when you said, I'm going to, going to skirt, going to leave? <laughs> That's so funny. I'm going to be very, very honest. My dad is more of like the 
practical one out of the two parents. My mom's like the dreamer. My dad is the doer. So um, throughout this entire, throughout the entire casting process, I didn't even let him know that I was doing it because he's the type of person that's like, I don't want to hear it until it's like in stone. And my mom is like, okay, what do you want to do? And I'm like, mom, I want to be an astronaut that sells pizza on Mars. And she's like, well, let's get you your doughboy license. And so I have like this dynamic but where she's like, okay, well, we're not going to tell dad because he really doesn't care, but I believe in you. And so my thing is always like, I want to like, I'm not saying like proof him wrong because he never says that I can do it, but it's just like, I want to be like, this is why you shouldn't believe in me. But then it's also like, I don't want to make a mistake because then you can be like, I told you so. Mm. And so that balance is like always like, a, it was always like a hard, fine line for me to walk. But going to Austin, I learned my lesson from my childhood and I just didn't say anything. And then when I got the news, it was like a week and a half, maybe two, two and a half weeks before I like preset to leave. And I was like, so I got this, 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 and now I'm moving to Austin. And it was like letting the bomb drop and like mm. stepping back to see what happened. And ultimately he was just like, I'm really proud of you. Congratulations. And Aww. so to have that, it was just like so different from the childhood where I couldn't make those decisions. And it was always no, 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 you can't do X, Y, and Z, go X, Y, and Z because danger, fear, strange people, etc. You know? So it it was like weird because I was expecting more of like a dad response as in like me being a child again, rather than being his adult child. And so just having that moment was so surreal because we definitely explored a few different realms in, you know, the parent child dynamic. So it was interesting. I feel like that's kind of the beauty of when we're in our twenties. Cause that's when our parents are pretty much forced to understand to an extent that we're adults we can make our own decisions. We have, we're not always going to be living in the house. We're going to have to branch off and do our own things. Natalie, what was your parents' reaction or specifically your dad's reaction when you dropped the news? I have thoughts. <laughs> I want to hear. So it. funny. Um, my dad definitely was like, I think it's similar to Roxy's where he's like, oh yeah, you're going to go to Austin. Okay. It's like, okay, sure. Until like I got the yes and I got the contract. And my dad was kind of like, so I didn't really tell him what the show was like. I basically said, you know, it's this show that teaches you how to be an adult. We're going to learn how to cook. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to get jobs. <laughs> so he had, no, he said, he this is really the network in real life. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm dead. I literally was like, dad, like, this is just like a really good opportunity. Like, I'm going to be on TV. Like how cool, like someone in the family on TV, like, they're going to teach me how to be an adult life skills. And he was like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to read the contract. And I remember him seeing on the contract that said something about the house guests and sex and like stuff like that and all that. And he called, no, I know he called the lady who was the lady. She, one of the people who was helping us with like transitioning to Austin and like, you know, talking about the contract. And he was like on the phone with her and he's like, oh, so this whole thing about sex on the contract, well, what is that about? And she's like, well, we don't encourage it, but you know, they're adults and they can do what they want. He's like, oh, now you don't need to worry about Natalie with that. She's good. She'd never do anything like that. And I was there just like looking at him speak to her and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my God. 
And he's like, so we're good. Everything on the contract is fine. And we're, and I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is embarrassing. I'm here 26 and he's talking to some girl about like, about me and my sex choices. I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, it was a lot. My dad was just like really in a way shocked when he saw the final product. But I will say like, it has been such a huge change in my family. Like it has helped us so much. Just him seeing like, me in a different way that he knew like you know like you're seeing your child in a different light Mm -hmm. and just seeing the responses from like audience and like the people who watch the show how inspiring I was and how they feel like they could you know find out their confidence and all that and I think it has really helped my dad realize like you know it's time for me to actually live my life and be who I am because I'm impacting people you know this whole time I've been hindered and for what when there's so much out there in the world to explore and make connections with people and inspire them so the show really helped my family dynamic and I'm so grateful forever for that so yes that is so nice to hear I'm over here y'all if I would have known that I was going to be tearing up during this episode I would have brought my box of tissues closer to me I would have because that touches my heart so much and it it's just it's a very beautiful thing you guys also mentioned that the turnaround from when you got your contracts to going to Austin sounded like it was pretty damn quick you had two weeks to move what halfway across the country because you're both in Florida. Yeah. What was that like? What were you guys doing? I can only think of the Bachelorette and how girls like, buy a thousand dollar dresses and oh scatterbrained. Couldn't be me. But what was <laughs> that? what was that for you guys? <sighs> I was extremely. I procrastinated, but I didn't procrastinate too too late. So I procrastinated like a week and a half and then like with two or three days left I was like oh I actually gotta put something in this suitcase or I'm gonna be looking like a character from a a cartoon wearing the same thing over and over again so um (laughs) I was like oh no so I shipped something super fast I know it's horrible fast fashion I know I know but I literally didn't I went through like this phase during the pandemic I was like I'm gonna be a minimalist I'm gonna get rid of all these clothes that I don't wear and that's what I did. And so I'm like looking at the three shirts and the two panties that I own. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to Austin with three panties. So, so it was like, oh it was a mess. It was a mess. But I got like a whole bunch of like cute outfits that I thought were cute, apparently. And I was like, okay, this <laughs> Girl, is going to be great. Cute. Yeah. Thank you, sis. Period. I got them. And then I was like, oh, I'm broke now. Okay, cool. So I'm going to Austin. I look great, but I'm broke. But yeah, the turnaround time, it kicked my butt because I didn't realize how surreal it would feel to like get the plane ticket. I was like, for some reason, I don't know if it's like imposter syndrome or something, Natalie, but I was like, this plane ticket is going to like bounce back and they're going to be like, sight, gotcha, April fools in June, July, August, September, anything but April. And I was like, there's no way this is happening to me. Like, this is really happening. I kept pinching myself and then when the confirmation code and everything like went through, I was like, it's happening. <laughs> so it was just really crazy for it to happen as fast as it did because most people wait like a year to like right. go through like all of these emotions and it kind of like hit us in three months or less. Crazy. That turnaround time. Yeah. I just thought the contract was quick. Contract to play. No, the entire process was really fast. Natalie, what was the casting process like for you? And once you got that confirmation and the contract was signed, how did it feel being kind of just dropped into Austin? 
especially like in 20 after 2020, I needed something drastic like that. I needed like a change. I was mentally not in a good spot. Like I, I was, I felt stuck truly. So this kind of felt like a ticket to like light at the end of the tunnel. I don't even know how to describe it. Like for me, it was like, I was so prepared to do this because I knew that's what I needed. So it wasn't mostly like I had anxiety about it. I had some like questions about it, but I was like, wow, this is what I need and what I wanted and what I've been wanting for so many years now that I was like, all right, I'm jumping in. I was like, I don't even care. Like, I'm just going to pack whatever I have, jump in and enjoy the moment because it was something that I, I trusted and really wanted. So I was ready. I was like, I'm ready to get out. Like, She said, ready. bye fam. See you when it yeah. wraps. Peace out. Literally, literally. Me like, bye. I love you guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You guys got into the house. Was it hard adjusting with a lot of roommates? Because I've lived with five other girls before and that's just girls. But you guys are living with <laughs> girls and guys. Roxy needs to start this. I already know where she's going to go with it. I love it. <laughs> I am not roommate material. I'm not roommate material. I'm not. I don't like to share forks. I don't like to share bathrooms. I don't like to share couches with people that like to put their feet with their shoes on in the couch i don't like germs so this is such a it is i i would think so some people want to put their their doc martens on the kitchen counter i don't i want to cut my cucumber on the kitchen counter knowing that it's covered in lysol bleach and everything's sparkly (laughs) in meat some people don't care about that and so i found that i am not roommate material and so this transition was really hard for me and I'd never been like a way away from home rather than like, you know, like the obvious college away from home. But that's mm-hmm. not like being on your own. I don't consider, you know, because it's still like, you know, housing, meal plans, you're under the school. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd never been like on my own-ish. And so this transition hit me like a ton of bricks. And Natalie will tell you, like, it was really a hard transition for me because of certain things that have happened in trauma responses Mm. and I felt like it was a lot of stimulation and a lot going on and so I was like a wreck and Natalie literally held me up (laughs) and I'm so grateful oh gosh I mean I totally get the whole like cleaning not wanting to share things because everyone you realize once you live with a bunch of people that everyone was raised differently Yes. Everyone has different priorities. So like, did you guys, did you guys have chores? Was there a chore list? Oh my Roxy and I would literally freak out because we honestly her more than me, but we were the only ones that would clean the kitchen or like really do the dishes. (laughs) Like we were like, guys, it's your turn. Like we've been doing. And then poor Roxy would stay up to like, not even kidding. 3am some nights to finish all the pile of dishes. Like it was bad. I, at one point I was like, Roxy, do not do it. Let yeah, it pile yeah. up. Like it was, it was like, I'm like, guys, girls, the boys were so clean and neat. The girls were pigs. It was hilarious. Like we were like the messy, like for some reason, yeah. except for Roxy. No, yeah. that you can't leave a drink around Natalie because if you put the drink <laughs> down, it's gone. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The counter needs to be spotless. She would like pick the cup up. gone cup gone (laughs) the little ring wiped up i was like oh my god let me not put my coca-cola down because it's oh my god so funny wait that's so true people like where's my water i'm like oh my god you're still drinking it i thought it was you just left it there for oh my god yeah 
I'm God. crying because I can, I can kind of just imagine a scene where Natalie's <laughs> like, wait, you, you weren't done with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, one mm. ice cube left her yeah. in the sink. God. <laughs> Roxy, I'm done. It sounds like you guys would be great roommate, roommates together. Just maybe the two of you. Awesome. That is a good idea. Roxy, we're, we're planning. We're planning. <laughs> okay. We like the sound of that. Besides the whole cleaning and then chores that were non-existent to some people. Right. How does Austin differ from where you both grew up? And what was it like having to look for a job? Or even were you guys making friends outside of the people in the house? Or no, it was just your little bubble of eight. It was rare to make friends because we had such a heavy like film schedule, but we, at least me, especially I, I was dating outside of the house. So that's mainly where we met new people, like through like dates and stuff like that. In the occasional yeah. Austin bar. I heard that Austin yeah. is a good time. And based off of where y'all were going and what they showed on the show, I said, mm, let me get my cowboy boots and make a trip down South. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was hard, though. It was difficult yeah. because for the most part, I think a lot of people forget that although you can't see us taking the proper safety precautions to prevent the spread of, mm-hmm. you know, during the pandemic, we we rarely had a chance to just like, you know, everywhere in Austin because, right. you know, your main priority is safety and wellness and more so than yourself, you should want to protect the people around you. So. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that a lot of our environments were very controlled. The people that were there were COVID tested, vaccinated, right. the whole nine yards, a staff, a wet wipe every two feet. Like if mm-hmm. you need hand sanitizer, it's there. A mask, it's there. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't really have the chance to, you know, real world branch off. So for people that keep like comparing, it is very, very different. It's exploring your 20s in the 2020 something you know what I'm saying like so it's so different than what it was back then and I think that um when people like wonder what we were doing when the cameras weren't on it was like trying to stay safe (laughs) so yeah we really were really tight-knit and close because honestly we were all we had (laughs) would you consider it being a mini college dorm or mini college campus yeah it felt like that yeah truly Oh, nice. I told my roommate the other day, I said, I kind of miss college. She says to me, really? Because we live in a town where everyone who graduated from our college is here. (laughs) I was like, you're not wrong. (laughs) That's why my ass is hightailing it out. (laughs) Yes. New York. I'm like, let's go. Bye, guys. It was nice seeing Mm. you. Love running into you at like when I'm looking hit at the grocery store. but. No more, thank you. Hilarious. <laughs> it really do be like that sometimes. Also, with the cameras, and you know, you are filming a show, and some of the fan questions that we were getting submitted was like, how how natural was it? Natalie, when you were going on these dating app dates, how mm-hmm. did you have to approach being like, hey, so there's also gonna be like a film crew coming? <laughs> oh my god, Tina, that was so hard because I was there were so many guys I had great connections with that was like, I really genuinely like you. And they just couldn't with the cameras. Like, they're just like, I don't feel comfortable. This is 
too much because like I, I tend to like guys who are more like, introverted I don't know why maybe because I'm so extroverted I don't know no it's a but good thing the, I'm the same way okay yeah so they were like I'm like a software engineer I'm not gonna be on camera like you know they're like I'm like I'm not that type of person so it was hard because I felt I feel like a lot of the guys I liked a lot didn't want to date me because of cameras and even if they wanted to date me off camera I just didn't have the time like with our film, our filming schedule. So, and trust me, her phone was blowing up, and I'm like, okay, you're it's interrupting our quality time at this point. Roxy, I love you. Your options are cutting into my Natalie time, and I don't like. Oh, I love you, Roxy. Okay, well, I wasn't loving you at the moment. I love you now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? I love you because <laughs> she didn't have enough Natalie time. That's exactly. Yeah, I get it now. I I was like, wait, what, Roxy? Like. <laughs> Like, is this is what? I'm like, is she dissing me in front of Tina? That's rude. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, we're gonna have to have a talk after this. Like, no, me I setting have... up a setting up a text already, Roxy. I didn't like the way it <laughs> sends it in the loud, shaky. Despite the cameras, um, or actually, not even despite the cameras, I have another question about the cameras. How was it having to adapt to living? with cameras on you pretty much 24 seven, knowing that you were constantly being filmed. Do you feel like your personality might've changed slightly towards the beginning? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's almost like Truman show. Like Mm. it, it, it felt really awkward more so because the cameras that were on when we were not on the big body cameras, like, in the room I don't know if you've ever seen a circle but it's literally the same type of camera so mm-hmm. it moves and oh. so when you fall asleep and you see Crazy. it facing one way while you're sleeping and then in the morning you wake up and it's like you're staring down the barrel that is so awkward it is so awkward I'm like I'm drooling I'm probably talking in my sleep like and so that took a little bit of getting used to but um after a while it was just like all right, what do you want to see? You want me to dig some cheese? I'll fart. Like, what do you like? I'm so, done. They became like friends, and we'd be like, hey, you good today? And they'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Natalie, what about you? Was it like awkward and hard to just have authentic conversations? Because that's another thing people were asking. What did you have to do to get past the cameras and say, okay? This is what my true self is. I know that these cameras are here, but I need to figure out a way to forget that they're around. So for me, it was really hard because I like, okay, so obviously like I already like have a little bit of like self-consciousness. Like sometimes like when I'm just like even changing in my room and looking for outfits and stuff. So it was so hard for me because it got to the point where I was so in my head about the camera that like. I wouldn't be able to like walk or grab a glass of water without thinking, oh my God, how is my body looking right now when I'm grabbing this water? Or how am I looking when I'm in the kitchen? So it just, for me, it got so overwhelming to think about it that I completely went the opposite way where I was like, forget it. Like, this is me and the camera's going to catch whatever it catches. And at this point, like I signed up to do this and I just have to be myself and go for it. So I just had to really just be like, this is my reality. Like, I remember one time I was in my room and I was like, I was emotional because you go through so many emotions in the house. Like every emotion is heightened in a circumstance like that. 
And I remember I was in my room and I started crying and the camera moved to look at me crying. And I'm like, really? Like, can a girl cry in peace? And I was like, this is a lot. So it's just, you got used to it because there's really nothing you can do. I mean, at that point, I just got under my covers and I'm like, oh, but it's like they see such vulnerable moments of you that after those vulnerable moments, like everything else is like, whatever. They've seen me at my most worst or my most vulnerable. So. Yeah. yeah. So you're just like, all right, once I've sobbed in front of the camera, it's over. I don't give a fuck right. anymore. <laughs> yeah. That first week I was so bad. After that first week, I'm like, that's it. This is me. Like <laughs> literally. That's fine. We're good yeah. now, guys. We're all BFFs. <laughs> yeah. So since, you know, you guys were living with six other people, are you still in contact with some of them? Who are you closest to besides each other? Because the vibe I'm getting is that you guys are pretty fucking close. <laughs> I'm. Roxy's my girl. Yep. Um, for the girl, period. Yeah. We have a group chat. We have a group chat of all nine of us. I know, like, it was like eight at a time with, you know, Bruce and Adam, but um, yeah, there's a group chat with all, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we all stay in contact. Um, it's like a meme in there or a recipe or some tweet that's going to relate to all nine of us because we've experienced something together that literally very few people would understand. So things like yeah. that and you know we're all like still in our 20 somethings and we're all very busy so it's always such a cool reminder to like hop back into that little time zone I mean that time warp like oh my gosh we actually did this together guys and have like yeah. those like connecting moments through like memes whatever recipes etc so yeah we're all like in content have you guys seen each other since filming rap so I will agree with Roxy we're all very close like the cast is super super close and we have a group chat but I will say I have like my my faves in the group. And when I say fave, because like I can text them about anything and they'll be like, okay, I'll answer. Like, like if I wanted to text them about like my breakfast, they'll be like, oh my God, Nat, so cool. Whereas some other people in the chat would be like, Natalie, I don't care. You know? So <laughs> I have like my core three, which is Roxy, Isha and Kiki. I literally can send them anything and they'll just like talk the whole, so it's, it's awesome to have that. So the four of us actually went to New York to go see the billboard together which was amazing. I love that. It was so fun. That was my first time in New York and that showed like so much love. She was like the perfect, well-rounded like tour guide. She got us food, entertainment, like a good deal on some snacks. Like, I'm like, how do you know all this stuff? I was like, oh, you was traveling in college. That's why. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, no. Roxy knowing, Roxy knowing. That was such a fun trip. I love when I my friends like teach me stuff. So yeah, that was really fun. We have to run that back. I really want to go back. Yes. If you need a place to crash, granted, my, yeah, we're gonna come see you. My couch is not in New York, but it is only a three dollar twenty minute train ride. So <laughs> I mean, as someone who Thank takes you. way too many Ubers around the city. My bank account is crying. So I'm trying for more right. train rides and subways in 2022. So, okay. We've talked about, you know, having strict parents, leaving the nest, spreading your wings and flying <laughs> in Austin, Texas. There are some questions that people submitted and they, people want some, they want so much tea. So I'm going to let you guys know that these questions aren't necessarily coming from me, but I am giving the people what they want. And if at any point you're like, 
we ain't gonna talk about that. We ain't gonna talk about it. We will move on. This is this is a safe space here on in your twenties. The first one, <clears throat> Roxy, dear Roxy, how are? <laughs> Love you. Hey, girl, hey. hiding. She said, "Not me first. Towards the end of the season, there's a little, you know, little romance possibly brewing a little bit." With, uh, you know, a roommate, but his name starts with a K, end of his name starts with an Ari, a Kamari. <laughs> Girl, I don't know who you said. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the status with you guys? Were you keeping in contact after the show wrapped? Yes. Um, I think it's really interesting because I don't know about anyone else, but when I'm in like the beginning phases of like dating or being exclusive with someone, that's never public. It's never mm-hmm. public. Mm-hmm. And so we are working through this weird space where both of us are like super, super, super private and like not super flashy when it comes to something as delicate as, you know, partnership. And so it's like we're trying to exist in this space while like figuring each other out, but it's like now it's under a microscope. And so it's a bit strange for us, but we have officially decided to share that we are pub- going public and yes, we're dating. So <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Oh, y'all, did you hear that? Oh, and she said it too. Oh, wait, I love, I love this for both of you. And I can only imagine how difficult it is to be in a talking stage with someone, mm. like trying to go on dates, getting to know each other. But then not only is it on social media, it's also on TV where anyone can, you know, I'm not going to go into details because you, you already know. I don't have to explain it. <laughs> but wait, I'm so happy for both of you. I, Thank you. And Natalie, someone's name kept popping up. So have we have we talked to Zach at all? I'm dead. <laughs> Tina, oh my God. Um, no, we have not. And if I could ba- go back, I would not have to <laughs> Zach. Especially not on TV, Tina, where he's creepy. <laughs> I hate it. I'm like, oh my God, ew. Sorry, I feel, okay. I don't want to be mean, but yes, like not... <laughs> It, it was um, definitely, definitely have not talked to Zach. Um, he's gone in my head, forever gone. And looking back, I'm like, I know my worth and that's not it. And I'm going to do a lot better next time. Snaps so, yeah. to that. Yeah. Honestly, at the end of the day, that's what the show and well, just like my podcast in general and being in your 20s. That's what it's about. It's about learning, figuring out who you like, who you yes. don't like. And figuring out what are your needs, your dislikes, what's going to give you the ick no matter what. The ick. I will say he's a really nice guy for the most part. Um, Not really, but before I knew all that. Um, And just like, there's always like signs that people know, like red flags. And I'm learning that. And so I'm like, okay, now I know these are going to be red flags. Like, just like talking to him was so intense, Tina. Like, Literally, he would stare at me and like stare straight into my soul. And I'm like, this is a lot. Like, this is like not, I'm just getting to know you right now. And it was just, it was overwhelming. And then all that for nothing. So in my 20s. Do you know if he's watched like the episodes or have you just not communicated? 
I, we haven't communicated, but I'm pretty sure because he was filmed and he was like, oh my God, like he was, he was about the filming. He was, he liked it. So I'm like, for sure he's going to watch it. There's no way that he's not. So very, you know, that's the one thing about men in general. I I never want to give him the satisfaction. I would be like, can we blur out his face somehow? Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Totally. We don't want to give it to him, but uh, Natalie and not to deal with dating. But at towards the end of the season, you and Kiki had talked about possibly living together. Is that still on the table? So that, the show showed that we were like, we we're going to take it. We're going to go to this place. We're going to stay here. But it showed the struggle behind the scenes with the contracts and the proof of income and all that. And so we actually, Kiki and I really wanted to room together in Austin, but we were denied a lot because of like, our income and our unemployment status at the moment. And just like working part-time at the coffee shop wasn't going to cut it. And so we had to come back because it didn't, there wasn't enough time to plan it out after filming. So I had to come back here in Miami to figure everything out. And then after giving it a lot more thought, I don't know if Austin is what's best for me right now. I feel like, especially in my opinion, with the dating scene, like everyone I talk to is like, men in Austin don't want to commit. Like they're there to have fun, to party. To, and I'm like, no, I, I don't, I'm good. Like, I'm going to be real. Like the men's situation in Austin left me with a bad taste. So <laughs> I'm like, I think it's time for me to like really pursue what I want, which is dating. And I want to continue like exploring options of career, like in entertainment, maybe do acting, stuff like that. So I've been thinking like, Maybe Austin isn't the place for me, which sucks because Kiki and I, oh my God, like we were meant to be roommates. Like I love him. He's like, but like, we talk every day. Like he literally called me. He's like, girl, you haven't answered me in like two hours. What's up? Like, are you okay? Are you kidnapped? <laughs> like literally like we'll call me out for that. So it's been hard. Cause I feel like we want to do a video soon explaining our update, but it feels like a breakup and it's just so annoying. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I want to room with him so bad, but like, I don't know. I have to do what's best for me and he has to do what's best for him. So that was so long winded, but it's been so much like, uh, like so much has been going on. So well, when did filming wrap? Like last month, right? Rocks. I think just, yeah. Last month. It was it December, November. No, it was right before Thanksgiving. Right. My God, me and my time. Yeah. Oh, right before. Wait, that's such a quick turnaround too, though. Yeah. Of when the show. Yeah. We ju- like, it feels like we just finished. Here I was thinking that it was probably like a good four months or so between airing. Dang, they're not wasting no time. Honestly, are we surprised? Yeah. It's Netflix. Said with love. I love yeah. watching Netflix, but I'm not surprised. What is surprising, though, is that no one in Austin wants to commit. And this might mm. be a stereotype that I have in my head, but I just feel like people specifically in Texas, Texans, please don't come for me. Please, I'm begging. <laughs> I just feel like they're more likely to commit because the houses are supposed to be, you know, cheaper. It's supposed to be like a nice way of living that everyone's ready to settle down. And depending on, I guess, how you grew up and if you grew up in faith or not. You know what? I'm spilling a lot of stereotypes. I'm going to say you're you're spot on. (laughs) But I'm, yeah, generalizations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't expect that. Um, Another question that people submitted was, and Obviously, they're both not here, but uh, did Isha ever find out that Michael bought those clothes? Yes, yes. 
We, um, Michael, we never knew, like, Isha would always talk to Natalie and I about things like, um, when it pertained to feathers, you know, and the boutiques that she was going to, because sometimes we went with her and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's not shown, but, um, when Isha came in with the news, I didn't know that she had just found out with Kiki, but they filmed that scene. So we got to watch that. And then she came in there and then Michael came in and then she tells him, and we're just thinking what well, he's going to know for like the first time. And we all like predicted he was going to be like, no way. Cool, dude. All right. High five. And he literally did that. And so we were all like, that's typical Michael. But we did not know. And then after it aired, I was like, wait, no, Isha, that's literally the cutest thing ever. Oh. And she's like, Robbie. I didn't even know I told her. And he didn't say anything to her, like, even after we rapped. And I was like, that is like so sweet. And it's like the little thoughtful things like that. And I'm like, best, you better keep my friend happy, period. Yes. That is so sweet. So she found out as everyone else was watching the episodes too. Mm-hmm. Like a regular audience member. Yes. I was there with her because I watched it with her. It was so cute. We all were like, what? We freaked out. So Knowing my emotional ass, I would be crying. <laughs> be like, I did. I cried. Mm. that's so nice with being on the show for both of you what's something that you've taken away from this experience overall Mm. Matt do you want to go first I'm like thinking because it's I it's like such a good question I think for me it's that I think for me it's that to really find people who know you and who know how to like support you I feel like it's cheesy, like whatever friends, but like, seriously, like Kiki, Isha, Roxy, especially for me, like, I know that if when I'm down, I have them to have my back or when I'm feeling so insecure or feeling like just worthless or whatever, they're there for me. So what I learned was like people in your life are so important and any like bad energy or anything like that, just cut it off. Cause it's not worth it. Cause there's so many people out there who are going to support you and be there for you so definitely friendship is what i took out of it the most yeah snaps to that and roxy what about you no that's facts for real um one thing that i learned from this experience that really really stuck with me was the concept of time i think like right before my 20s or like my early 20s i think i've crossed that threshold of mid 20s now i'm 26 but um i just honestly didn't think that I was invincible like I didn't think that I was invincible I know that you know everyone has to meet you know death at some point but I just never saw it as a possibility as early as I started to experience it in my mid-20s and so for this experience the concept of time for me totally shifted and I started making decisions like small decisions like you know what I can make this decision and be bold and know that it's ringing true to my intuition and that this is what sits right with my spirit, or I can go with the flow, you know, go with the grain, do what everyone expects me to do and not do what I know that I should do. And I was like, I don't have time for that. Like, I know we think we're invincible because we're so young, but we don't have all the time in the world. Time is so limited and you can't get it back. So I was like, how do I want to live? Do I want to live with regrets or do I want to live to the fullest extent and be like, well, if I regret anything, it was doing too much. And I would never be like, what if, or I should have. And so this experience for me was all about like trying new things, opening myself up to the idea of like love, 
money, like friendship, like soulmates. I think I found soulmates and friends that I didn't even realize, like that I didn't think that was a thing. I I feel like Natalie and Isha and I feel like they're like my soulmates because we just click and it's like there's nothing other than like good and like positive light that flows from each of them and I don't think that like if I had the same mindset I had before going into it with like okay well maybe this isn't a good idea or maybe I'll take the next opportunity like this just taught me full speed ahead you know listen to your intuition listen to your gut it's never wrong but ultimately don't waste time and so I tried to make the most of my time there and I tried to spend it doing things that would like make me a better person or put good into the world because that's what I would want you know what I mean so like my concept of time I was like on shrooms I was like (gasps) (laughs) 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 and so yeah I'm so like forever grateful forever indebted for what this experience brought me because I cannot like I can't you can't give that to someone in a textbook you just have to like experience it you know and that's why it's only the nine of you who are all going to have that same experience. You guys are the only ones who know like, mm. what's going on in this house, what we're doing, our thoughts, our, like our messages, if we're crying, if we're happy. And that's it's a shared experience as someone who believes with the universe and divine timing. It's like this was meant to happen for a reason. And like you said, um, Roxy, with Nat, Kiki, Isha, like all the four of you, it's like, all right this was the purpose of it. I'm leaving with such great friends. And as we wrap up today's episode, a lot of people are also wondering what's next for both of you. If there's, whether it's with the show, not with the show, what can we possibly expect from both of you? What's next for Roxy? Well, she's going to remain in IT. She, meaning me, I am going to keep my day job, but I think I'm focusing on multiple streams of income at this point. And in addition to doing what I need to do to get to where I want to be, I want to also do things, little things that I love to do so that the passion in that field to keep going doesn't die out. Um, I'm pouring into a clothing line of mine right now that relates more to humanity and technology than it does to actual fashion. So um, be on the lookout for that because it just kind of like embodies my world, like expression and technology combined. So be on the lookout for that. That's coming soon. And I'm just focusing on health, mental health and wellness because I'm in it for a long time. Not necessarily a good time all the time, but it can be good sometimes. <laughs> it can be good sometimes. Yeah. But that's so exciting. And congratulations. It's big. Thank you. And Natalie, what can we expect from you? From me, it's definitely still like, I feel like I've been I'm 26 and I haven't done a lot of things that I feel like I should have done by now. So basics, like the basics, like still going to try to move out because I'm obviously still in Miami right now. Um, Definitely want a boyfriend. That would be nice. That's hopefully next. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely going to be exploring, exploring a lot of creative outlets. So hopefully you'll see me maybe doing a YouTube channel or um, exploring some acting or exploring stuff in entertainment. I'm still thinking like, Maybe I want to do comedy. I'm just like, my head is everywhere right now, but I definitely want to do something creative and not be stuck behind a desk because 
have done that. And it's just, I feel dead inside when I do it. So <laughs> girl, Definitely gonna look, I've seen yeah. some of your TikToks. It came up on my for you page the other day. And I was like, uh, wait a second. Yes. The comments, your TikToks Isn't are funny. funny? <laughs> exactly. Oh, thank you. Didn't even try. I was, I started looking. I was like, wait a second. Why does this handle look familiar? And I clicked and I realized it was you. And I was like, oh my God. They're really oh my fun. God. Thank you so much. That makes me happy. Thank you. You're welcome. And my last question for both of you, because I feel like just to, this has nothing to do with the show, does have something to do with Netflix. What's your favorite show on Netflix right now that isn't yours? Ooh, that's a really Ooh. good question. It could be a movie. We don't disagree. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, I currently, right now, my favorite is The Harder They Fall. And I would have to say that because I'm so tired of seeing Black people only depicted as like slaves and victims, et cetera. I love to see this, this dynamic shift, like the paradigm is shifting. And I just think that the way they portrayed Nat Love, like if you haven't had a chance, do your research on Deadwood Dick. Like that's his nickname. Phenomenal. Like cowboys, like the originators of it are Black people. And I'm just loving that our history in cinema now does not have to start with like pain and hardships in certain situations. Like I want to see little kids seeing us in like forms of like power and like, you know, joy and strength. And so I think that that is currently my favorite because it gives me hope that positive representation for the black community is on the rise as well as other people of color. So I'm just loving that from Netflix and 10,000 thumbs up, tens across the board. Add it on your list, everyone, at Harder They Fall. Mm -hmm. Nice. And Nat, what about you? Love that. Oh my gosh. So my favorite is just like one, a movie I recently watched because it's hard. Sometimes I don't watch TV. Is that weird? I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I just don't have time sometimes. But um, I did watch the movie. Um, it was like on the top 10. So I was like, oh, let me check it out. It was um, Don't Look Up, I think. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like giving me hope, but also existential anxiety at the same time. And I'm like, whoa, the duality. I'm like, I was into it. <laughs> And I was like, and I just love how he used humor to like talk about such real life shit. And I'm like, this is great storytelling. And so that's my, that's my go-to. I'm not going to lie during that movie as someone who does love Leo DiCaprio quite a lot. I was going through a lot of, oh my gosh, kind of looks hot. Oh, I, <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. But it was Yeah. Le- but hey, you know, Leo does date 20-somethings, so. Period. Literally, he does. Oh, my God. In Miami, he goes to the clubs. I'm sorry. I've heard so many I'm stories. Screaming. Girl, get a little Leo in your system. <laughs> um, fingers crossed. We speak it into existence. That's how it works. Um, ladies, thank you so, so much in your 20s. It means the world. And I know our audience has definitely loved this episode. Before we sign off, though. Where can people find you? Plug your uh, handles and whatnot. And Natalie, you can go first. Okay. So all my social media accounts have the same handle at Keep It Cabo. And I recently got a TikTok. So show me some love. That'd be awesome. Um, but I do have Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the moment. So hit me up. 
Awesome. Oh, very keep it cabo. Um, while you're following my good sis Nat the Beautiful, um, follow me at Orakel. It's the letter O with three H's and an underscore, and then Raquel, R-A-Q-U-E-L. Do have a YouTube channel that's starting to pick up a little bit. Um, and that's called Jupiter Sunflower. So yeah. I like that. That's beautiful. Yes, that's so nice. I'm like, this is news to me. Amazing, Roxy. What? <laughs> They're gonna have a collab, guys. Collab. Yeah, and then... Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Tina, thank you so much. Thank you, Tina. Of course. I literally love this conversation, guys. It's been so much fun. So thank you to so much for coming on, guys. If you want to follow them, or if you're not following them already, which I don't know why you're not, their handles are going to be in the show notes. Go check it out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of In Your 20s. If you like this episode, send it to a friend, leave a review. You can do it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts now. So unless you're not on either of those, you don't have an excuse said with love. My name's Cena with an H and I'll catch you next Wednesday.